Man Tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works, Colorado Springs home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change. Includes up to five quarts and standard filter. Additional oil and specialty filters extra. Includes tire rotation and vehicle inspection. Also, $225 front or rear disc brakes. Includes new pads and rotors. Applies to most vehicles. Call now, 719-375-3232, or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. They have all the tools to help you with your audio and production needs. From tracking demos to full CD productions, reamping, mixing, mastering, and more. Want your VHS to DVD or your old cassettes and records to CD? They do that too. Whatever your needs, they can help. Call today, 719-963-2020, or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios and let them know you found out about them through Man Tools for a special discount. Morty on the Move. Morty on the Move is a killer show that highlights the Southern Colorado music scene by bringing you a live performance and interview from a different band every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tune in at facebook.com slash Morty's page or go there after our show to see what you've been missing. Madrid Maintenance. Besides being our partner for Give Mom a Hand, our community outreach program, Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area like sprinklers, light fixtures, electrical, plumbing, disposal and softener installs, drywall, doors, paint, flooring and tile, appliance installs, and more, starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash Maintenance. Tell them Mantool sent you for a special discount. We of this generation do not have to face a task such as that our fathers faced, but we have our tasks, and woe to us if we fail to perform them, content to rot by inches in ignoble ease, sunk in a scrambling commercialism, heedless of the higher life, the life of aspiration, of toil and risk, until suddenly we should find, beyond the shadow of question, that in this world, the nation that has strained itself to a career of unwarlike and isolated ease is bound, in the end, 
to go down before other nations that have not lost the manly and adventurous qualities. Hey everybody. How's it going, peeps? We've had an interesting evening. We have. Um, thanks to our commander-in-chief and all of the uh, mindless street-crossing <laughs> zombies here down in the, near the bunker here all in the, Southgate. All the MAGA. <laughs> all the MAGA. Everywhere. All the MAGA you could get. It, it was a <clears throat> smorgasbord. Duh. Oh, Gerd. Gerd. Oh, what a trip here. Uh, thank you for helping me out there, Trevor. No problem, buddy. Um, we're going to give a shout-out right now to EXO Auto Works for uh, working on my truck this week and getting that all sorted out for me, um, saving me a bundle, too, just you know, versus anyone else in town because, you know, you always go get three estimates. Right. Always do it. Yep. And sure enough, you know, uh, Michael over there got, you know, helped us out. Helped me, helped me out good. Helped me out really nice. What's up, Keys, over in Sacramento? I'm sure you... Uh, <clears throat> I've, Trevor just recently um, was privy to the traffic of Sacramento. <laughs> it was it was nuts. It was really crazy trying to get trying to get our asses here tonight. So thank you guys for uh, hanging out, waiting for us to get on the show. And uh, we're going to try and get all this sorted out for you. We've got a very special guest tonight. Um, hopefully, I think we have a call-in guest. Yep, uh, we should. Doctor Kuzitz will be joining us again via phone. Uh, we're going to be talking about um this pandemic. Is it an epidemic? Finally, the I, coronavirus. I think it's still localized to China, so I think that's Ish. qualifies as a pandemic. Pandemic. Sure. <clears throat> uh, I will say, like a lot of the. The interesting things going around the interwebs about how there was this huge uh, protest in Tokyo in December. Oh, you mean Hong Kong? I'm sorry, Hong Kong. <laughs> Dude, I, was oh. like, I was thinking people in Tokyo got it pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like, they got it really well. Like, oh, jeez, my geometry is not very good right now. I am so brain fried. Let me tell you about my day. Go for it. Do you know what a het is? A het. Do you know what an LMTV is? Those all sound very familiar. Yeah. Yeah, it's comm stuff, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. somebody had to use a HET to push an LMTV with a with a push bar. Okay. Through an obstacle course onto a uh trailer today. Somebody got to be in the little in the in the truck that did not have power steering. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Oh, that was so awesome. Yeah, the obstacle course was great. I will say that uh, the the uh, the instrument of destruction <laughs> that is the het. Sh- should I ever find myself in a zombie apocalypse or a uh, a, a postmodern Thunderdome situation? <laughs> Definitely gonna go find me one of those. Yeah, yeah, I know how to start them up and everything. I'm just gonna go get one. If someone else hadn't, you know, hasn't gotten one first. Um. So yeah, that was that was just part of the day. And then trying to fight traffic just to get home, and then fight. Thank you so much for coming to get me and to come to the show, or else yeah, man, I'd have been like, screw you, buddy. Got to do it. I'll call in. <laughs> <laughs> like that's FaceTime. 
Like like we're girlfriends. That's nice yeah, for time. those for those that don't know what we're talking about with the traffic, uh, I live adjacent to the Broadmoor World Arena, which is where a uh, gigantic MAGA Trump rally happened today. So um, between the police just blocking roadways and everyone trying to get in and out of this area, uh, uh, it was a complete disaster. <laughs> we we have been corrected. See, I. I I thought it was epidemic. Pandemic, okay. Pandemic does mean, apparently, uh, from one of our viewers, pandemic is a worldwide epidemic. Oh, okay. Means, um, that does make more sense. It's like an like epicenter. Is, epicenter. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So the etymology of those words, there we go. And then the pandemic means that it's in a frying pan. <laughs> I hate to see what pansexuals are into. But I digress. Uh, if you guys would like to be part of the show... Please call in, uh, text us on our, our whizzy cool internet-y whirly pipe chat board thingy. That'd be great. Or give us a call at 719-285-9863. The number will be on the bottom of the screen any moment. Now, Mien, then. Uh, all right, well, let's jump into some cool other things here, Trevor. And like I said, if you guys want to give us a call, it's you're always welcome. Um Talk about anything you really want to get get off your chest or whatever. 719-285-9863. All right. Should we get into some news? And Let's then, hit the uh, news. Whenever Carl calls, he'll call, I guess. Yeah, sure. We'll let him, we'll let him you know, interrupted. Let's check this shit out. We should get some backup singers. To <laughs> we like, should. Mantles news. Because uh, uh. we're not going to do it. No one wants to hear that. Let's see. Um, did you already go over the Boy Scouts are going bankrupt? The no, no. We're we're hatting we're hatting that tonight. We got a we couple are. couple of things here going on. Um, finally, girls sue to block transgender women. From competing in girls' sports. Sorry. I'm letting Carl know that we're up on the air. Oh. So he can call whenever he's ready. Whenever you want, Carl. <clears throat> this Carl. Carl. <laughs> Not that Carl, Ashley. Not that Carl. Yeah, this is a uh, horse that we've beaten to death and then beat some more. Yes. So let's beat it some more um, because women, girls, wait. People that chromosome. Yeah, I always forget which is which. X X and Y or X and X, I would forget. I don't know. We'll be we'll get told here in just a minute. But uh families of three kinetic Connecticut uh female high school track athletes are fed up uh <laughs> I love louder with Crowder. Uh are fed up with fugly man ladies <laughs> who are just cheats taking away their scholarships medals and the chance to fairly compete all because they say hey i'm a girl they are not girls no we've been over this and over this and over this we want a fair competition 
needs to be a fair competition. Yeah. And especially when you... Here we go. Oh, here we go. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Manly Man Tools phone ring here at Man Tools Media. Carl, we got you? Yep, I'm here. All right. Uh, so we're we're uh, we brought Carl in uh, to talk about uh, specifically the coronavirus, um, because I think it's one of those things that's going on right now, and there's a lot of uh, misinformation, bad information, conspiracy yeah, theories, <laughs> all that stuff. So we wanted to talk to an expert to clear some of that up. Sounds good. I'll do my best. So uh, I guess, first off, uh, can you explain what the coronavirus is and um, kind of how this outbreak in China is different? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, coronavirus is an interesting deal because it's actually all around us. In the, It is part of a family of germs that is the second most common reason for the common cold. So we in the U.S. see variations of the coronavirus, different strains of it every single day, especially in the winters. And we've all probably had one strain or so along the way. What makes the one in, uh, in China different right now is much like some of its other cousins. When a virus jumps from species to species or when it gets a chance to mutate, it can pick up attributes that make it more dangerous. So certainly one of the ones that you can think about that would make it dangerous is if it learned the lesson of how to, for example, uh, flood the lungs with fluid, not something it normally does. When you get a cold, you know, you create a lot of snot and stuff, but you don't usually drown yourself. There are variations of the of coronaviruses that have done that in the past. So you might have remembered in the news the SARS virus, uh, I think that was like 2014, and MERS, maybe I had them backwards. One was 2014, one was 2017. And those were coronaviruses as well, particular versions of them. And they were very, very dangerous. They learned how to make people incredibly sick. Um, fortunately for all of us, they never learned the other lesson, which is how to get from one person to another. So in order to be a real danger, any virus, coronavirus is included, they got to learn how to make you sick and they got to learn how to get from one person to another. So the one that's going on in Wuhan right now um, has learned kind of one and a half lessons. It's very, very good at getting from person to person. Um, it's not so good. Uh, it's kind of in the middle ground for making people sick. So that's kind of the basics. Okay. Um, so <laughs> this, this, uh, conspiracy theory that, uh, Lysol and Clorox already knew about this before it happened because their labels say coronavirus on the list of bugs that they kill. Uh, that's not correct. <laughs> well, they didn't know about it. At, well, let's, let's take it slow. They didn't know about coronavirus say. Wuhan 2019 ahead of time. Right. Yeah. Their label just says smart enough. Their label just says coronavirus, and and because this is the coronavirus that everyone's talking about, people go, "Oh, they knew about it." Not realizing, like, like there are cousins, and um, yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, the family of viruses, coronaviruses live in pretty much all of our domesticated animals. I mean, cats, dogs, birds, rats, bunnies, they all get different versions of it. Um, and as I mentioned, the, the general run-of-the-mill human version is essentially the common cold. Uh, there's another family of viruses called rhinoviruses. That's number one for the common cold, and uh, the coronavirus family is right behind it. What you know, the the outbreak that's in China, it seemed to start where there were an opportunity for viruses from different species to kind of jump around between species. And that's usually, if a virus is uh, capable of living in one species, it's probably got to do some work to learn how to live in a different species. And part of that work, part of that mutation can be, you know, making people sick. And that's the working theory right now is the one in Wuhan was probably a batter animal version that made the hop to humans, uh, but in the process was just lucky enough to learn how to get from human to human as well. So another thing I was curious about, um, I've read some things that say that there is a uh, military uh, germ warfare type lab uh, near Wuhan um, and that they actually were developing uh, this particular virus to uh, actually to weaken the uh, bird flu. You, can you speak on that? Do you know anything about that? Uh, yeah, you know, that's a great question. <clears throat> the avian flu, which uh, uh, I do think it's a version of uh, influenza. I don't remember which strain right off the top of my head. Uh, the avian flu is incredibly dangerous. The case fatality rate for that is somewhere up in the 80 to 90 percent. So, you know, nine out of 10 people who get it are going to pass away from it. Um, we've been very fortunate that uh, avian flu has never learned how to get from person to person. Um, I don't, you know, there are uh, certainly protocols to be able to get one set of viruses to uh, uh, encourage mutation in another set of viruses. But, you know, while that's not my area of complete specialty, that kind of research, I have never seen coronaviruses used for that. Okay. So I, I, I suppose that would go in the category of, uh, I guess it's possible, but it sure ain't likely. There's a lot of other well-known, well-used tools to help viruses mutate. All right. So that's, um, that's so at it least... Would, it'd be kind of unusual. That's at least kind of one myth that we could call busted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say so. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly I'm not a virologist by trade, but from all my reading, it doesn't seem like that would be a feasible strategy. There's got to be easier ways to do it than work with a giant virus like coronavirus. Well, then I guess, I guess a follow-up question, though, is... Uh, uh, did did this particular virus come from uh, that lab? Where, where I mean, you know, was it made on purpose, potentially as a weapon? Uh, you know, that would be a really stupid weapon. Okay. Um, uh, and, and the reason it would be is because you'd have no defense against it yourself. So if you were going to develop a weapon, you would want to make sure you developed either the antidote or a. Um, a way of protecting your own troops, especially from a biological weapon, because once it's out, it's out. So I, right. I really think that's a also a very, very unlikely scenario. Okay. So, um, you know, China, China has a lot of people, and they're just like us. There's a lot of smart people there, man, and that seems like a really silly thing to do. Okay. 
so I, I can't really see that being rational. Now the now the other thing that's interesting with this to me was kind of the timing. Um, it, again, I'm going on the if if this was done intentionally, um, it is kind of interesting that you know not too long ago, Hong Kong was basically on fire. And I, I don't know that it's not on fire, but we have suddenly stopped talking about it in that part of the world. Um, and obviously the Chinese government would have an interest in people not covering that story anymore. Yeah, so is it a diversionary tactic? Um, you know, I, again, I, I think that would be a... I think that speaks more to uh, the attention span of our media than it does to... <laughs> <laughs> than to anybody's interest. I mean, right. from a purely biological sense, you know, this is actually a, it's, it is significant enough because right now the current death rate, the way we measure death rates is for the number of cases that you get, how many people, number of cases you know about, how many people have passed away. And the case fatality rate here is about 3%. That's about, that's three to four times more than standard influenza. Now, granted, uh, if you happen to be in China where most of the infections are, it looks like a very infectious um, organism. But when you compare it against standard influenza, it pales in comparison. I think uh, the dashboard today said there's about 76,000 cases confirmed so far. Well, well since you mentioned well, it, we'll, our, we'll bring that, that dashboard up so everybody can see it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. But, you know, the influenza numbers are more like 35 million. Right, yeah. So, so when you think about, you know, is it good at jumping from person to person? Well, you know, it's better than some, but nowhere near as good as some of the others. And you got to keep it in perspective, too. The death rate for standard influenza is a little less than 1%. So, you know, a couple hundred people get the flu and maybe one, one and a half of them are going to die. Right. You know, yeah. A couple, <clears throat> couple hundred people get coronavirus. About three of them are going to pass away. You know, and the reason that it got so much attention and still deserves so much attention is the other family members are much deadlier. The SARS version of coronavirus that we mentioned earlier has about a 10% death rate. So one out of 10 pass away. The MERS CoV, which thankfully we haven't seen for quite a few years, that's runs at about 35% death rate. I was going to say, I, th I thought I recalled uh, reading or hearing someone talk about MERS um, and that it had like a, basically one third of the people that catch it uh, end up dead. Yep. <clears throat> that's is, it. And that's you know, scary. thankfully MERS. Yeah, no, it's frightening. I mean, it's nowhere near as frightening as something like Ebola. Ebola is seven out of 10 will pass away, but um, you know, it's uh, still, it's up there. If you, that's why these viruses, if they learn that lesson of getting from person to person, everybody starts to get nervous because, you know, you infect a couple of million people at 35% death rate. That's not a good thing. No. <laughs> no. So hopefully it'll <laughs> stay as uh, somewhat quiet as it is. Um, but because it's in the same family, that's why everybody's paying a lot of attention to it, rightfully so. Right, yeah. Um, which brings me to kind of another... <laughs> You mentioned earlier that it, that uh, it seems to have gone from uh, animals to us. So I was going to ask about the uh, potential um, risk produced by the diet in that part of the world. And I'm talking about 
some of these things I've seen, you know, you, you can look up YouTube videos of uh, bat soup and the live markets. mice yeah. and the wet um, markets. Is that sort of uh, is that a contributing factor to the 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 fact that this is you know jumped from uh, these critters to people? Well, you know, I, I, you know, that's yet to be completely proven in this case. But if you if you look at the way viruses change when they live in an environment where they have a live opportunity to transmit from species to species, that's when mutation happens. You know, probably our best example of that is actually influenza, because most of the dangerous influenzas, most of the mutations that happen that are of big concern, happen in places in the world where humans, waterfowl of some or fowl of some kind, and pigs live in close proximity. So, you know, if you take a rural Asian area where you've got the pig farmer who has his ducks underneath the house and you know, the water environment of a rice paddy nearby, it's like just begging for something to mutate and jump from one to the other. So that's, you know, that makes the living situation probably more so than the diet makes it more likely to happen there. Which was what they were explaining at some point about the the wet markets where in places uh, in Wuhan it is considered... um, I don't know, but this you you are you are more affluent you you're 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 more wealthy this and that and the other if you consume these rare species or these things you know this live uh, you know these live markets so you go get the bat soup or the pangolins or you eat these uh, exotic foods versus the um you know the standard uh, ranched or uh, farmed animals which this makes what you know Doc saying makes a whole lot more sense. You got a bunch of fish and pigs and all kinds of bats and rats and everything else with mustard that you want to eat, <laughs> and it's just it's just all a big soup, just just waiting for something to to jump you know species and and, and mutate and yeah. Anyway, well, you a, know, there's there's good uh, there is good track record for other infections to jump species like that. I mean, the classic one that everybody thinks of is Ebola, because in the bush of Africa, sometimes the uh, fresh monkey meat is about all you're going to get, and if it happens to be infected with uh, Ebola, well, guess what? You got more than you bargained for. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an opportunity. I think that there's a lot of international and research attention applied to that right now to try and guess okay, should we close? Was it was it the food in the market? Was it the fact that just the market was there and live animals were there? What right. was the actual source? Um, if I was a, a betting person, I'd put more money on the opportunity for uh, viruses to jump from live species to live species as opposed to uh, uh, just because I had my bat soup. Now, I guess if it was fresh bat soup, that might be might boost it but well the the one i gotta say the one that really turns my stomach and i i i only watched it because i went i went down a youtube uh, rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) looking looking at stuff about about the the uh well kind of china in general but also uh the coronavirus stuff and i guess uh they really dig eating um i guess here we'd call them pinkies um the little live 
baby mice that you get to feed your snake. Um, and they don't kill them or anything. They just chopsticks, dunk them in soy sauce and, uh, down the throat, you know? Um, yeah, it sounds like a bad fraternity goldfish thing, you know? <laughs> right? Gross. So less yeah, the diet, I, diet thing and, and probably, or the weird, the weird eating habits and probably more, um, the, uh, the cohabitation of all the weird animals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, that's where I put my money, but Hey, we'll, you know, give it six months. I'm sure, uh, there are world health organization and CDC researchers, uh, or the Chinese version of CDC looking at that right now. I mean, it's interesting because, uh, the international monitoring of viruses in particular, um, influenza, that's one of the areas that, most countries do a pretty good job of collaborating and kind of working on it because we don't really have great defenses against them. And if there is an outbreak that is a, of significance, um, you know, we're all kind of in the same bucket. You know, there's not there's not a lot of tools to work work against those at this point in time. Well, that, that brings me to another question. How, uh, you know, this is kind of more of a political thing, but how honest do you think the Chinese government is being about how many people are sick and how many people have uh, passed away from this? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I don't think that any of the governments uh, worldwide have a particular incentive to be 100% open and honest. So I would look at the numbers. On, I do look at those numbers on the dashboard, and, you know, they're probably the tip of the iceberg. So, which is, you know, it's a little frustrating from our standpoint because you can't make a good guess. At, okay, what is the real case fatality rate? What, how good is it at getting from person to person? Um, you know, the the fortunate part is it seems, I mean, fortunate for everybody else, not so fortunate for the Chinese, but it seems pretty pretty well contained. So at least, you know, if that's the truth, it's, it's well, feeling that's... a little bit better. <clears throat> That's another YouTube rabbit hole that you can go down. Um, there's videos, and it's it's hard to tell the authenticity, but I certainly don't put it past, um, especially a totalitarian regime like the Chinese. Um, but there's videos of like uh, apartment buildings where they roll up with a chunk of steel and weld it to, you know, basically they make it so there's only one way in and one way out. And um, if you're going to leave, you got to get your temperature checked. Um, and some other, you know, really kind of violent you know keeping keeping people from moving around uh type of stuff which i mean i guess the result is good but the uh <laughs> i'm not sure the ends always justify the strategy those kind of means. <laughs> yeah the implementation may not be what we would choose uh, but you know I, I, and i certainly wouldn't uh try and defend them but the idea behind it actually is a spin-off from the data of the 1918 uh, influenza uh, pandemic. You know, that that particular influenza, it's fun if you ever want to go look it up, but that one um, seems to have been brought back at the end of World War One by the guys uh, demobilizing. And in the U.S., you can track where the expansion goes because it followed all the railways. You, you can watch the case reports kind of grow as people move around. And once it was really well established, that had a fairly high rate of death uh, uh, relatively speaking to influenza. And once it was well established, there came out some advice of limiting groups of people to limit the spread. So by isolating 
uh, groups. And the general rule of thumb, at least last time I read it, uh, was, you know, no gatherings of people, six or more. So school was off, work was off, it was a big office, uh, uh, church services were off. And the cities and the towns that took that to heart and really kind of enforced it and encouraged it had an incredibly much, much lower death rate and much, much lower infection rate. And uh, there used to be, I don't know if it's still up, but there used to be a uh, Idaho State Influenza History Site that was basically marking, you know, here's these towns that disappeared in 1918 to 1920 because of the influenza. Wow. Um, so, you know, there is a well-established lesson there that, hey, if there's a, a big outbreak, don't be around other people. So you can see why the Chinese might be um, acting in their own special way to try and enforce that. Yeah, like like I said, the uh, the result may be good, but, uh, you know, it's kind of frightening to see a government... Um, kind of bring the iron fist down right you know even even yeah, if it is for a good you know and kind of a good reason um i don't know yeah no i i definitely have mixed feelings about it too but it, at least they're doing it for a reason that's well established they're not kind of winging it you know right yeah so but yeah you know in our if we had a huge outbreak like that you know imagine what it would be like if uh if wuhan was i don't know new york Right. I mean, because of the close proximity of people living, it, it would be a mess. Yeah. And then how do you do what do you do to try and keep it so it's just New York and not New York, Boston and Philly? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Right. I mean, that's. Yeah. It's so, the end of Batman, right? I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, it's the end of Batman. You block the bridges. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, isolation is a, a useful tool, but uh, perhaps implemented differently. Uh, well, you got anything else? No, for Doc? I think uh, I think we we covered everything on the list here. All right. Um, is there anything in uh, I guess in general um, as far as uh, precautions um, to avoid uh, catching? Like you said, the the common cold is kind of. Uh, our typical uh, exposure to coronavirus. Um, so I presume the standard: wash your hands, uh, <laughs> don't touch wash your hands, your face, <laughs> cough in your elbow. You know, uh, if people are sick, stay upwind. You know, it's yeah, it, it's really just standard precautions. The the viruses in this family travel in the little droplets of spit that come out when you cough or sneeze. Yeah, so stop and, making out with uh, people they, in the bus terminal, Trevor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they get to your neighbor by you not covering your <laughs> your sneeze and catching all that stuff. So better to snot your elbow than uh, send Eric to the hospital. Right. Yep. <laughs> so okay, uh, I'll leave you with the. Uh, how about one piece of uh, one piece of coronavirus trivia? Okay. Which you may have already figured out, but we'll try um, it. It's good with lime. So, I don't. Yeah, I suppose it could be. And when you're with friends, every coronavirus gets its lime. Is that what you're telling me? That's right, Cornholio virus. Um, so, how? Why was it named coronavirus? Out of all the names they could have picked. 
Oh, that's a good question. That's a goodie. Um, does it leave some kind of ring in the eye or something? Yeah, good guess. With a, with a corona, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll put some lime in. No, no. Um, so when they first discovered the family of viruses, one of the first thing they did is they uh, took pictures of it with an electron microscope. And in order to do that, they got to coat it and all that stuff to prepare it appropriately. But when they did that, it looked like a crown. Oh, okay. And so the corona, corona. is where that all came right. from. So anyways, there's your viral trivia for the night. All right. Uh, well, thanks for calling in there, Carl, and uh, getting us uh, a little cleared up and absolutely busting some myths. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be in touch, especially if we have any other uh, <laughs> weird medical stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I got that. I still, Always I happy st- to join. I, st- I still well, have that rash the from you the last just... time you were here, so we need to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, man. Thanks, Doc. You guys take care. Thanks a lot. You too. Thanks. It comes, from the, uh, it comes from the sugary proteins that, uh, when, when uh, exposed to the air, it makes it like a little crown. Oh, okay. I know. I, I just have to agree with you because I have no idea if you're just, bullshitting me or not. Uh, <laughs> well, we had a guest. You got to make him look good. He's a doctor. What does he mean? Top 2% of the class, but, you know. Yeah. Don't know how smart he is. <laughs> Top 2% though. Stole that from Firefly. Uh, Love that. Cornholio virus. You need TP or your bunk hole. All righty. So, uh, yeah, 76,000 76, confirmed cases. And what he's talking about, he that, said. And that's global. And he's talking like, um, like he said, most governments don't feel the need to uh, be it's, completely. It's not in their best interest to say, uh, you know, so, tourism to China is a bad let's, idea. Let's double that. <laughs> Just for double it, yeah. I say double it. Okay, I would say double the cases, but cases? I think um, add a digit to the uh, deaths. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I'd say it's probably more like <laughs> twenty twenty thousand. Yeah, <laughs> twenty thousand. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Uh, anyways, uh, so let's get back into. Um, Beating the dead horse. Beating the dead horse. All right, guys, guys and dolls and others. I'm really glad this is finally happening. Uh, Let's get back to it. Girls sue to block transgender women from competing in girls' sports. This is uh, mostly right now at the high school, college level, where scholarships are involved, where where uh, you know life, big life things are. Are, are going to be ruined or changed irrevocably. Well, and that's, uh, you know, typically with a lawsuit, you have to claim some kind of monetary. Absolutely. I'm losing money. Um, and losing that's scholarship. That's what they're saying is, you know, if it wasn't for this dude uh, or these these dudes taking the podium finishes at all these races, yeah. um, it would be a legit girl that... Uh, Look, I, I, look, I identify as a third grader, so I'm going to go destroy <laughs> a motherfucker on some tetherball here later. Just wreck shop when I hit that playground. It's the same thing. Yep. Uh, it's the same yeah. thing. 
anyway, up next, something that I found uh, when I read the the headline, I thought to myself, that kind of fucking sucks because that's uh, I'm gonna do this thing for all of my life, and then they're gonna they're gonna bury my ass in a coffin that looks like what they thought was. Maybe this wasn't his. Maybe this was just his day job. This. All right. So here it is. Crossing guard eighty-eight. Oh wait, I'm on the wrong one. Damn it, Jim. What were you looking at? Anyway, here's a different one. We're gonna do a different one. Fuck you, Trevor, because I sent it. I swear to God. School bus driver eighty-eight dies, and they bury him in a coffin that looks like a school bus. Oh. And I thought to myself, man, fuck that. If I would, you guys want to be buried in a. Hey Keys, do you want to be buried uh, in a coffin that looks like a PG&E truck? Or <laughs> hey Dave, do you, do you want to be buried in a, a coffin that looks like a, a bunch of you know stacked drywall and I beams? Um, no, it's I was I looked at that and I was like, God, that's so sad. That's just so sad. I was a bus driver for all those years. Maybe that wasn't. Maybe that's what he did, so he could go do what he wanted to do. Like fishing or painting or something else, and then the poor guy gets buried in a coffin. Like, well, it's like a school bus. This thing, uh, I presume it was he retired and probably just wanted something to do. So we're so gonna was, we're we're gonna switch gears was, now to a really cool story about a crossing guard, also eighty eight, somebody who worked with kiddos, dies saving kids from a speeding car outside of the school in Kansas City, Kansas. An 88-year-old school crossing guard uh, is being hailed as a hero after he saved two children out front of a Kansas school by approaching um, from an approaching car before uh, he was fatally struck. In other words, he went out like a goddamn man saving some kids, and we we need a moment of silence. Yeah, Bob Nill was his name. 88. Worked at the, uh, it was the, what was it called? Christ the King's Parish School it was a private Catholic school in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, the speeding car hit and killed the crossing guard while he was out doing his job. Uh, he was taken to the hospital where he died of those injuries. Uh, saving kids. Yeah. Saving two kids because some jack wagon decided to plow through the, the school zone uh, at a rate of which killed somebody. Um, I don't know. It's about the only speed limit I obey. Well, yeah, are the school speeds? That's right. It's like, I don't even mess around in the school zones. Not even a little bit. Nope. I'm worried. I don't even mess around because like, my house. When you come around the corner, and, it, and it's an unofficial drop-off pickup spot. Oh to yeah. Come around that for that, that curve. middle school. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm always I'm extra or, cautious. Or when I went to that school, junior high. Junior high. Because I'm old as fuck. Because you're old as fuck. <clears throat> Uh, I'm super cautious because not only the kids coming from the south side of that street, but the parents are just opening doors in the no parking zone on the north side of that street. Of course, so yeah. the doors just fly open when yep. the parents want to get out on their phones. Or fun fact, that was the only junior high <sighs> in District 11 that had a uh, had the school zone thing mm-hmm. because uh, my next door neighbor got hit by a car there. Oh man! So she ruined it for everybody. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> such a dick anyway i really care i'm really careful around there because the last thing i need the last thing i need to do is take my car to the car wash to scrape off a bunch of <laughs> whatever i digress I make jokes um Let's see. but this is 
we'll say this. It's like man tools rule. Let's call it number 88. Go out like a man saving other people. I'll have to add that to the list. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Apparently there's a secret Facebook group. Yeah. Found of, us. Um, I sent this to you. Yes, you did. Uh-huh. Where women brag about how they've committed domestic assaults and violence and such towards uh, men. So apparently the way I found out about this um, was that someone I used to know apparently posted on this. And somebody who I do know um, said, I'm part of this group. I'm like, well, you're kind of a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not, like we're really good friends or acquaintances yeah and uh, i was like no but i saw someone so do this on here said such and such and i what are you talking about i obviously could not get onto the site because i'm obviously a male on yeah you have to like build yourself a little uh huh? burner profile just to get in there. <laughs> that reeks of effort <clears throat> so i found a news article on it instead ha it's apparently called the bad girl's advice yeah where uh, girls like to brag and post about their um, uh, physical abuse, uh, assault, uh, whatever you want to call it. There's so much stuff going on in there. Now, I will say that the ones, I, I, I find at least some of the ones that aren't uh, accompanied by video or photos to be probably dubious. Sure, um, sure. It's... I presume women also have the thing where guys that guys have where they're like, yeah, man. And then I kicked his ass right, and I did yeah, this bro. and I did all this. Oh man. And then that's like, not really, you I, just, I, 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 you I, said, okay. And walked John out of the room Cena did through the thing. <laughs> and then a Hulk Hogan. Did, yeah. You're like, you're like but I, but I would have, but I could have. So, uh, but it still is, uh, for example, for example. <laughs> this post in a mad, they blurt out the, cuss words so i'll, just, I'll just take my best rage stab. at my partner i want to punch him in the cock and stab him <laughs> in the leg with a fork now the the comedian male in me was like your tone it's all wrong <laughs> you talk to my guy like that again stab you in the eye with sodden iron <laughs> that's a pretty good walking thanks you want to hear mine yes oh <laughs> <laughs> it's own. It's all wrong. Oh, everything needs to be a question. And then say the Foo Fighters. <laughs> uh, bad. Let's see. What is this? Bad bitch. I want to know what. I want to know what is the craziest thing you've done in a fit of rage. Please spare me if you're not happy. Leave speech. Just a fucking fucking fight, fight and go. Well, and then this case, she did just say that she wanted to. Yes. She didn't say that she did punch him in the cock and stab him with a fork. However, seeing this page through the eyes of uh, one of the gals at the bar, I was like, no, check this shit out. I'm like, what the hell do you belong to? I don't need to speak to you anymore. Um, stabbed him in a leg. Uh, the ones where there, there are the videos of they set the fight up, and I, it's it's kind of disturbing where these young women set the fight up. They set their phone up in the bedroom, pick a fight, and then beat the fucking piss out of this guy. Oh. You know, that's there's like three or four of those. And it, this is now a thing where it's like inside, of, inside an argument, and then 
um, be physically violent. Nice. So <clears throat> this is becoming a thing, and this I don't understand. Um, now the the flip to what I've been saying is there is a minimalization when a woman is the perpetrator. Um, we talked about Johnny Depp mm-hmm. a couple yep. weeks ago yep. where she was like, oh, I just hit you. Well, that's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> like, we talked about, you know, if that's you not cool. respect somebody, you don't hit them. You just um, don't. You there, was another, there was another thing recently, and I forget who, which celebritards were involved. <laughs> um, but this dude was sleeping, and I guess they had had a fight earlier, and girl came in, saw the lamp next to the bed while he was sleeping, and bashed him in the head. All right, so I think where the thin end of the wedge started on this was the uh, the Facebook or the Instagram pranks, couples pranks, where they prank each other constantly and you know throw water at each. It's this it's this whole thing, and 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 somebody I used to know thought that was a pretty hilarious thing. Those those uh, it's couples taunting. Yeah, each other. I mean they're funny occasionally, but if that's like a habitual, that's your thing. That's not. It, guess what that. That's guess not what that good. leads to. Oh, an escalation. Leads to that stuff. Yeah. Leads to an escalation. Yeah. So. No, I don't think those are funny at all, at all, at all, at all. I don't, I don't find the. Uh, all right, I'm gonna, you know. See, there's another good. Oh, stabbed with a fork, reversed over him with the car, threw him out the car, punched him in the nose, threw bowls, I guess kitchen stuff, bowls. remotes or whatever at his head. I'm legit laughing. You, I'm not Bitch sure. Are off tap. I love this page. Bitches yeah. are off tap. R is just an R. Oh, okay. I thought it was the end of the whatever B word they were blurring. <laughs> no. <clears throat> Punched him in the side of the head, then felt so bad later. LOL. Whoops. So bad later. Just kidding. Uh, on one of the pages, one woman admitting to hitting her partner with her car because it was Halloween, and I felt bad that I didn't buy lollies for the kids. And what does that have to do with him? <laughs> hitting you, your partner you felt with, bad. Hitting your partner with a car. <clears throat> yeah, there's a whole lot of grammar happening on this. And yep. uh, I had a fun grammar day yesterday. <laughs> Fucking spelled presents wrong. I spelled it like gifts. No, no, not Pre- like you're you're there. I got corrected. It said mm. presents, and I'm like, like and presents or presents, request like is present, like you know, present, present. No, I sp- like presents. <laughs> Fuck that all up. So then I'm like, the award goes to <laughs> proofreading, and well, I spelled two wrong. T W O. Well, that's on purpose. That's not necessarily wrong. No, on purpose. <laughs> Uh, um, let's see. That brings us to a story you were talking about a minute ago. Okay, sorry about that. I jumped ahead because I was so fevered on this one. The the Boy Scouts um, are. Uh, let's let's another, bring everybody up to speed now. All right, hold on, hold on. They're another example of get woke, go broke. <laughs> get woke and go broke. <laughs> yeah, well, let's bring everyone up to speed on the Boy Scouts of America. Boy Scouts of America. Um, this was a originally a British. Uh, organization. It was brought to America 
Um, the majority of Boy Scout troops in America were sponsored by um, uh, men's groups like the Eagles, uh, the, 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 the Elks, the Elks the, stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, the whatevers, um, the benevolent order of whatever. So men's groups like that. However, the big majority was uh, sponsored by the, the, the Church of Latter-day Saints, uh, the Mormons. And I have over and over and over professed about how basically the Boy Scouts really saved my ass as a young man, um, kept me from doing a lot of really stupid things, and helped me do a lot of really stupid things, like, you know, hooking up with this clown, having a successful podcast, and, you know, a really cool resume that gets me nice jobs and things like that. Anyway, um, now, at some point, we were, we, on the old radio show, we were praising the Boy Scouts for making the, uh, uh, the whole gays in Boy Scout just, it's not, it's a non-issue. We are not dealing with it because that's not what we deal with. And I was like, good job, guys. Yep. Way to do, way to do a good job. It's just a non-issue. And they basically took the old army, uh, don't ask, don't tell kind of stance. We're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. This isn't what we're doing. We're here to go camping and fishing and and tie knots and do merit badges and, you know, building character and, you know, having some sort of morally straight that has nothing to do with sexuality, morality. It's not part of our program. It's not in our mission statement. Fuck off. Yep. Awesome. And then tell them what happened, Trevor. Well, then they uh, allowed girls and then... Not just in varsity scouting, not in the nope. older on the older nope. programs, but now it's it was an all inclusive, and then there was a faction of Girl Scouts or excuse me, girls and Boy Scouts that said you can't be a boy in our troop. Yeah, they had some girl only troops that came out of that. The Boy Scouts, uh, in their wokeness, backed that all up, and then their biggest sponsor. Decided the, uh, to back out because yeah, the LDS no, Church, yeah, LDS Church decided they like to that. back out, and then uh, there was also a uh, the Girl Scouts sued them. Yep. Now, the, now that's earlier. where this starts. Now that's where that started. The Girl Scouts started. The Girl Scouts sued them because uh, that you know to them the distinction between the two organizations was. is based on gender. Yep. And if you're going to allow girls, um, to them that was that that made them become a competing organization. And yep, they strayed you know. from their mission statement. There was a whole lot of there was there was litigation there. You guys are basically taking uh, members from us, kind of thing. Yep. Uh, so let's see. The LDS Church said, "No, we're going to do our own thing because you guys strayed from the mission statement too far. We're trying to do these young men's things, young women's things. We're trying to keep that shit separate. So we're going to go do our own thing." Uh, the Girl Scout sued, and then there was uh, there is this national lawsuit that is happening right now. If you have any sort of television, the commercials for um, you were abused. Yeah, get your the, settlement. Get yeah. your settlement. So, uh, and that leads us to this, which is now they're they're filing for Chapter Eleven. Uh, they say that without it, they cannot equitably compensate the victims that they're being ordered to compensate. Yep. Uh, victims of abuse is what we're talking about: sexual abuse. Um, while ensuring that scouting continues. Um, and there's a note here, local councils are not filing for bankruptcy because they are legal, legally separate and distinct entities from the Boy Scouts of America. Um, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, get woke, go broke. Get woke, go broke. 
<laughs> stick. Look, I've said this so many times. Stay in your lane. Just stay in your lane. If that's what you do, that's what you do. Just stick, just stay there, ride it out. And we keep seeing it over and over again with, uh, you know, Hollywood bullshit. I yeah. guess there's, I guess there's an uproar. <laughs> so I don't. The Oscars happened recently. I don't right. know if you saw any of that, but the Grand Participation Awards. The uh, yeah, the yet another uh, instance of Hollywood elites jerking each other off. Yeah. Um, but there was this movie Parasite that, from what I understand, is just a run-of-the-mill thriller. But it was made by Koreans. It won Best Picture. And basically, the reasoning that everybody went to is because uh, they were the only minority nominated, so it had to go to them. Because <laughs> they're all woke. We don't want, we're all woke. We don't want bad press. Like, the Oscar's so woke, there's not a host anymore. Because no one can be woke enough to be the host every time they hire a host they find you know tweets from 20 years ago that say i don't want my son to be gay or you know whatever oh, brother and it's like oh yeah people can't grow and change and learn you know because <laughs> i was the same person i'm exactly the same person i was 10 years ago 20 years ago give me a break yeah. So, uh, sorry, Boy Scouts. I've we've we called it what two years ago. We said the the end is near. Yeah. Uh, shortly after, um, the guy from the local council was here, uh-huh. or not here on yeah. the old show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on the old show a couple of years ago. I'm like, this doesn't look good. This doesn't look good, guys. Uh, crap. Crap. It's too bad. Um, now this will be another instance of like blockbuster that we can you know tell our kids well hope kids. hopefully they learn from this and stop going with the kind of social pressures and just do what they do you know what i mean yeah and just just decouple yourselves from everybody else and just keep doing what you do just stay in your lane oh well you do you right? you do you <laughs> very polite way <laughs> you're a fucking asshole all right, do you? I'll do me. Do so this you. Uh, this next story is kind of it could have gone in this day in history, I guess. Yeah, uh, but I decided to put it in the news. It's more news because uh, this guy was. <clears throat> um, today marks the 15th anniversary of Hunter S. Thompson's suicide, so I wanted to go through his uh, oh, the his daily toxic- the daily schedule that oh, came. I thought you were talking about his toxicology report because <laughs> that, that thing is amazing. From, uh, now, we, do, we just would like to say here on Mantles, we do not condone the use of uh, hardcore pharmaceuticals, <laughs> uh, illegal drugs, or anything like that until you're a dirty old man and your body's already given out. I, I want to say, I want to preface this. So this this schedule uh, came from, uh, there was a dude, I'm trying to see, E. Jean Carroll, he wrote a biography on Hunter S. Thompson. From what I understand... This is the one he spent a lot of time with him, but this is the one full day that he spent with him. And I, I suspect that a good portion of why this was like this was because that guy was hanging out with him. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm really going to show him like Hunter yeah. on eleven. Yeah. I don't think this was a normal day. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you know how it is. You got a cool. You got somebody cool around you. You go yeah. on eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's writing a book about me. I better yeah. kick things up a notch and live up to the mythos. Um, right, Hunter, Toss, Hunter S. Thompson's daily routine is both predictable and outrageous, if not, uh, <laughs> what does that say? Can't read it. Apocryphal? Uh, apocryphal. 
according to E. Jean Carroll's e. Jean biography. Carroll's biography, Hunter the Strange and Savage Life of Hunter S. Thompson. So if you haven't read that, pick that up. It's kind of cool. 3 p.m. Rise. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> 305, Chivas Regal with the morning paper uh, and a Dunhill cigarette. God, they don't make those anymore. Uh, 345, a little cocaine. 350, another glass of Chivas and another Dunhill. Um, four ninety four. I think it's o five. Four o five. Wow, see what I mean? Peeps, I can't read the print. Let me zoom in a little more. No, no, no. It's just my bad eyesight. Okay. Uh, first hit at about four o five. His first cup of coffee. Yep. And another <clears> cigarette. Four fifteen. Some little cocaine. Four sixteen. Some orange juice and another cigarette with some coke. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yep. Four thirty. <laughs> four fifty four and five o five. Cocaine. Cocaine and cocaine. cocaine. Yep. Uh, five eleven. Coffee in a Dunhill. Uh, let's see. Five thirty. More ice. More ice in the Shivas. He's he's still sucking down that Shivas from three o'clock. Um, five forty-five. A little more cocaine. Six p.m. Grass like to take the edge off. Because you'd have quite an edge to take off at that point. I think. In three hours, he's done one, <laughs> two, three, four, five. <laughs> Six bumps, or we'll just call them bumps. Six bumps of cocaine. So by six o'clock, yeah, I took some weed to take the edge off. Uh, about seven o five, I head to the Woody Creek Tavern for lunch. Seven p.m. Gets a hey, no, hang on. Oh, I was gonna say, read. Make sure you read this lunch. <laughs> oh yeah, here, here's what he had. This, this is my kind of lunch, man. Uh, Gil, I hope you're still watching because uh, I'm taking you all to lunch next week. <laughs> a Heineken, two margaritas, two cheeseburgers, two orders of fries, a plate of tomatoes, some coleslaw, a taco salad, a double order of onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, bean fritter. I don't even know what that is. I'll show you. A couple <laughs> of Dunhills, another Heineken, some cookies, and for the ride home, a snow cone, which is... They don't explain a bean fucking fritter, but they explain Well, a they snow explain cone. his snow cone. Now, here's what it is. A glass. <laughs> <sighs> this is what makes America great, ladies and gentlemen. It's a glass of shredded ice over which is poured three or four jiggers of shivas. Yeah, we're not talking a, a fruity a fruity snow cone. <laughs> he's, he's getting a scotch snow cone. Ah. Shivas. Which makes sense because he's driving apparently. Yeah, I mean, it's he's for driving. the ride home. It's for the ride so, home, you know. So a little that way shivas, it doesn't slosh around. Shit is slurpy. Nine p.m. Little cocaine at about ten p.m. A few drops of acid. Uh, Eleven p.m. Some chartreuse. Oh, yeah. Is that a drug? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's a drink. Uh, okay. Some chartreuse, uh, cocaine, and some grass. Excellent. Eleven thirty. Little more cocaine. At midnight, midnight, Hunter is finally ready to write. <laughs> some more chartreuse, some cocaine, grass, chivas, coffee, uh, Heineken, a few clove cigarettes, a grapefruit, some Dunhills, orange juice with gin. By 6 a.m., that's all bef- between uh, 12 and 6 a.m. Midnight 6, yeah. Uh, while he's writing. While he's writing. Now, in the hot tub at 6 a.m., he has some champagne, some Dove bars, uh, some fettuccine Alfredo. Wow. At 3 a.m., he takes a halcyon 
and no, eight a.m. I'm sorry, eight a.m. Fuck me running at eight a.m. He takes a halcyon, and at eight twenty, crashes. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, kids, no. That is a life lived on uh, to turned up to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really thinking. Uh, I'm really thinking. Uh, David Duchovny's character in in uh, Californication is really loosely based on this. So let me ask you: Have you seen? Uh, you've obviously seen Fear and Loathing. Yes, right? of course. Yes. Have you seen um, Where the Buffalo Roam? No. No. Bill Murray playing Hunter. Oh, I need to do that. I would argue that Where the Buffalo Roam is the better of the two sure. movies. It's um, fucking Murray. I guess Hunter didn't like Bill Murray, so he, he doesn't care for the movie, but it I thought it was great. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Jesus, Lord Murphy. Another funny thing from Where the Buffalo Roam, you know the guy that plays the grandpa on Everybody Loves Raymond? Mm-hmm, yeah. He plays the, the attorney, looking dude, or? the attorney guy, yeah. the uh, Benicio del Toro character, and in where the Buffalo Roam, Hunter's not sure if he's real because <laughs> he seems to only pop up when Hunter's by himself, and uh-huh. he's like, he'll talk about him, and like, yeah, it's very, it's very, it's <laughs> it's funny. It adds another like element of whoa, <laughs> whoa, <It's> back country. <laughs> Oh, but yes, Hunter S. Thompson was uh, definitely one of a kind. No doubt about that. Well put. And um, yeah, so today's the 15th anniversary. Uh, I did not realize he actually committed suicide. I thought he just OD'd or something. Um, And I guess from what I understand, (laughs) this is and this is going out on your own terms. He had been contemplating it for quite a while and decided to wait until football season was over. Okay, maybe so. You know, a couple weeks after the Super Bowl, he <laughs> he could have gone a couple weeks before the Super Bowl and saved himself a lot of trouble, or a lot of heartache. I joke. We don't sports ball on this show. I never really. have. Well, fifteen years. I think. Uh, well, tomorrow I have the day off, so about three o'clock. I'm gonna get up. Have some shivis. <laughs> Dude, will you, uh, yeah, you're giving me a ride home, right? I am. All right, I have a snow cone. Um, <laughs> we need to find some Dunhills or some Stuyvesants. That'd be great. What is Halcyon? Do you know what that is? Is that, um, a, is that a drug? Sleeping aid. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah. I don't think you're going down without some help. Seriously. <laughs> oh. Wow, I was a little surprised. He he strikes me as a dude that would also use something like Valium or, you know, once in a while. I don't know. That's what again, the like for. like this. Like I said, this day is probably not really an indicative day of. No, he was. Yeah, just this, on, he, he was, was amping just, it up. Just you know. <clears throat> well, that brings us to, uh, you know, Hunter covered politics, and so do we. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so let's do it.
So there was a uh, <clears throat> Democratic debate, I believe, last night. Um, and I just I found this it was awesome. It's uh, the best zingers uh, of the debate in three minutes. So we'll just uh, let this more or less speak for itself. We'll talk Damn enough it. over it so we don't get copyrighted. Okay. Dings, but, you know, we're otherwise, there we it. go. We must commentate. <laughs> I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking really? about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. Oh, sick burn. Are not <laughs> In terms of who can beat Donald Trump, NBC did a poll yesterday. Wow. It says Joe Biden is best equipped to beat Donald Trump. That's what your poll said. Let's put forward somebody who's actually a Democrat. Yeah. Look. Zing. We shouldn't have to choose between one candidate who wants to burn this party down and another candidate who wants to buy this party out. What we are saying, Pete, is get maybe it's a time you get him, you working class of this country tricks. to have a little bit of power. Get off our lawn. Get off our lawn. Can't say my lawn. No. He's a commie. <laughs> Sexism on the internet. Get off the people's lawn. Get off the people's lawn. For President of the United States. Mayor Buttigieg really has a slogan that was thought up by his consultants. I got it. To paper. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Let's bring it back up. All right. Really has. I got to say. Jesus, sorry. The thing with Elizabeth Warren, outside of her policies, I just can't have an old Nana for president. You know what I mean? Because she's all, everything's all, oh. Oh, oh goodness! Oh, oh, oh! Pakistan attacked India. Oh, what should we do? I'm gonna make some cookies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hate to say this, but somebody I used to know, the mom, looked. It reminds me of that, and uh, it's like I watched. I watched it, to, you know, devolve into from here to. I don't. I don't know, man. I just. Uh, Bugs me. I just feel like they're going to start undercooking some chicken soup. <laughs> slogan that was thought up by his consultants to paper over a thin version about? of a plan that would leave millions of people unable to God, afford their health care. It's, like, it's not a plan, about, it's PowerPoint. And Amy's plan is even less. It's like a post-it note. Insert plan here. I must say I take personal offense since post-it notes were invented in my state. This should not be I mean it's funny that it's a roast, but um, for Obamacare. I think the one area maybe the mayor Bloomberg and I share, you have two stents as well. All right. 25 years ago. Fortunately, <laughs> I make a lot of money, and we do business all around the world, and we are preparing it. The, the, the number no. of pages will probably Wait. be in the thousands of pages. I can't go to TurboTax. The only company we can't go after are gun manufacturers. Oh, he must have been questioning about his tax returns. Oh. Will you share your tax returns? Should you have earned that much money? Why not? Yes. I worked very hard yeah. for it, and I'm giving okay. it away. So I want to say I don't Thank think it's included in this. Heard. At some point... He Bloomberg, uh, obviously he's like the most anti-commie, right? <laughs> standing up there, uh, <clears throat> he actually said something about like we are we are not going to go socialist, and if we do, we're really going to pay for it. And it was crickets because yeah, the, the modern version of the Democratic Party is socialist, socialist, <laughs> yeah, communist. 
<sighs> Here's my problem. I just, it's like, uh, I'm surprised they didn't actually boo him. Anybody who's not, anybody who's not, um, um, I can't even think right now. Any, I'm so fucking fried. Sorry. <laughs> so anybody who's a capitalist and wants to work hard and make a lot of money to get their shit together and you know do this stuff, you're an asshole now. No, why? You know, I've always said don't overtax the rich because guess where they're gonna go? They're somewhere else. Their and, trickle down economics doesn't. Yeah, they don't. Work. Uh, they're not gonna hire where they're no. being taxed at. No, I mean I've I've. In the last couple of years, I've bumped up tax brackets, and you know what? It oh, and then sucks. and then the flip is, you know, you look at these places where they've instituted the fifteen dollars minimum wage, and now, <laughs> like, no one can afford to live there. Can't live here. <laughs> you guys are making a whole lot of money that is worthless. Yep. <clears throat> I don't think people understand how it, it. They just don't understand how it works. Yeah, let's let's tax them. If you're a millionaire, or you're a billionaire. You're an asshole. No, you're not an asshole. You're an asshole if you're an asshole. You can be an asshole and live under the bridge. You can be an asshole and drive an Aston Martin. Yeah, unless it matter. unless you like straight up came about that money through crime. It's complete. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're good on you. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> what his defense was? I've been nice to some women. <laughs> we are not going to be Donald Trump. Yeah, there. That's the what I was trying to say. Anybody who who's, who knows how many anybody who takes his stance in the, the political drip, world, drip, drip he also they also have this fucking show they have been harassed and kind of redneck dipshit thing going on. And it's Trump like, goddamn, we were trying to get behind you, but well, the millionaire with three houses. What I miss here? Oh, well, you'll miss that I work in Washington. House watch the first problem. Live in Burlington. Alright, so I wanted uh I wanted to make a point about Bloomberg. Um to be honest, the only liberal issue that he's issue that he's liberal on is gun control. He's very, I mean, that's, he wants to take away everyone's guns. Yeah. Um, and he was a Republican when he became the mayor. He switched parties because he went way more gun control than any Republicans were willing yeah, to right, let him yeah. be. Um, so he's a very, like, he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about party stuff. He'll, yeah. he'll run for whatever party. He just wants to be in there. Right. <laughs> he's like, that's what I do. I've not been in the chick? arena doing that work. Koblachar? Koblachar? a bunch of talking points and a bunch of things, but I can tell you one thing. What the people of this country want, they want a leader that has the heart for the immigrants of this country, and that is me. All right, so another... You're running on, here's another problem. You're going to run on one platform. You're just going to do one thing. Yeah, single issue... Uh, single issue sideshows are what you guys are... All, all you right, guys I'm are doing. Close that out so it just goes away. Um, so <laughs> I read that. That was good. This, uh, <clears throat> I had a point and I lost it. Um, oh, so <laughs> I keep wondering, kept wondering, why do all these people that know that they can't win run like Cory Booker? I think it was, maybe he stopped, but you know, he was in there. No chance. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple other people have come and gone. 
So uh, apparently, if you, uh, when you run for president, <clears throat> I guess you can take those campaign funds and use them for any national election. So if you're like a senator who is then going to seek re-election, huh. you can hang on to that money and use it for that. Which is why a lot of these people that you know just aren't going to win are like senators and congressmen. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. Because they can take they can take the contributions that they got trying to get the nomination, knowing that they were never going to, and use it to get reelected. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways. Anyways. On a uh, slightly <laughs> related note. Slightly related note. Let's figure out what's pissing off Trevor. I know it's making Trevor mad. Taxes. Taxes. Taxes are pissing me off. <clears throat> so, I recently filed my taxes, uh, which uh, step one was I had to sort out the uh, business stuff with us. With us, yeah. Yeah, we got that sorted out. <laughs> which took you what, was, three hours to figure out we lost money? Yeah. About okay, that. Excellent. About that, yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 right and then... And then I spent like three days figuring out how to put that correctly into the form <laughs> that uh, the IRS makes you fill out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's very complicated. Oh, it's I, silly. I you know? Oh, I do. Uh, it seems like it should be a lot simpler. Um, and then when it came to like my actual taxes, that was, yeah. a, that was a nightmare. Do you, do you know who makes taxes nightmare. even more difficult than they should be? Accountants. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, if we made more money, I would have hired one. <laughs> so, <sighs> ran into a number of issues with my personal taxes after that. Uh, one of them was I had an incorrect figure for repaying the first time home buyer credit from 2008. Right. Which makes the, uh, IRS reject when you file through TurboTax. They just go, nope, we didn't accept your return. You didn't have the right number. And I'm like, so what's the right number? And I went through a big rigmarole of calling them, giving them a bunch of personal information that I'm like, what is this? You already got my social. Just look up the damn number. They're like, well, how much money did you make this year? I'm like, Jesus. It just so happens I'm sitting in front of my taxes, so I had it readily available. But it's like, so I finally got that to go through. This was after the stuff I talked to you Uh about in the car. I'm not going to go into that. No need to. Uh, Anyways, they're a pain in the ass, and it's bullshit, and it pissed me off. Oh, yeah. And this meme illustrates basically what the pain uh, those of us in the U.S. go through. So the government says you owe us money. It's called taxes. And you go, well, how much do I owe? And the government says, well, you have to figure that out. And uh, you say, well, Fuck so it. I I'll can just, just pay, pay what I want. I want. And the government goes, oh, no, no. We know exactly how much you owe, but you have to guess that number. <laughs> that number as well. <laughs> and then you say, well, what if I get it wrong? And the government goes, then we send you to prison. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it is. Super complicated, uh, messed up. I have I have the biggest uh, I have the biggest problem because I knew a woman who made uh, I wouldn't call her even a friend. I just knew of this person and uh, through mutual friends. And she's actually a really awful person. She gets away <laughs> with murder, 
Uh, almost li- Most almost of the literally. awful ones do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she makes somewhere in the range of 200 grand a year and hasn't paid taxes in like seven years and figured out that or hadn't done her taxes in all that time and then had somebody else that I know do them up for her very well. She owed a bunch this one year, but they owed her a bunch this other time. And so the government wasn't on her ass because... It just kind of came out in the wash. Kind of, they owed her money. Yeah, well, they're definitely not going to... So I was like, how in the fuck do you fall in the dark? You're such a piece of shit human being, and then you come up smelling like roses. Like, every time. Well, that's like the people that... uh, (laughs) You know anybody who... Didn't actually earn any income and then goes, I'm getting a refund. I'm getting a refund. I'm like, fool, <laughs> you worked for me last year. How are like, you How did you refund? overpay? How did you, <clears throat> you didn't, you. Well, there have been a number of I attempts to uh, simplify this nightmare. <clears throat> We're going to talk about kind of the two biggest that you may uh-huh. be familiar with. Number one is the fair tax. This is basically a gigantic sales tax. <laughs> Huge so instead tax. of being taxed on what you make, you get taxed on what you spend. So we'll watch this little minute video that explains. The fair tax is a tax replacement plan to work. where we take all the federal income taxes, including corporate, personal, gift, and estate taxes, and replace them with one national consumption tax on new purchases above the poverty level only. This form of consumption tax comes right, with I'm no... Pause right there. You heard what they said. Above, above the poverty level only so a arbitrary number uh-huh, that they'll you make spend up. at least that much before they start taking tax all right no exceptions and is progressive not regressive the poor are not paying more and the rich are not paying less what makes it progressive is that all americans are untaxed up to the poverty level via the prebate much like your standard tax deduction the taxes are collected by retail businesses at state level so the system is more accountable the irs is done away with and you i'm gonna stop right there so who the fuck is keeping track like they said well it's done by the retailers at the state level okay but who's keeping them honest you know what i mean Someone has to sit there, and every mm-hmm. time you spend a dime, mm-hmm. go, well, are you at poverty level yet? Mm-hmm. Have you spent that much? <laughs> well, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. How it will work is throughout the course of a year or quarterly, high, more likely quarterly, your income will be reported and your expenditures will also be reported. Okay, but still, you can't just get rid of the IRS. Someone is is keep, has to be keeping track of this. Right. To this idea that the IRS would just disappear, there would be a different. Oh, I see. The accountability would not just be to the states, uh, assayers or whatever they're called. No, well, yeah, you're right. Somebody's got to yeah. keep the states on. I mean, on I mean check. you could you could probably slim down the IRS a lot, but <laughs> this, I, this idea that it's just oh, there's, there's no more IRS. It'll be called something else. You have control over your money and what the overall tax rate your household pays. The fair tax is revenue neutral so the government receives the same amount of money as they do now. And it's fair because you decide what's fair. Okay. I'm going to stop that right How there. That How do they know big? that it's going to receive the same amount of money? How's that a thing? <laughs> How's that a thing? I specifically oftentimes buy used shit, which they already said is... It's new retail purchases. New retail purchases. So all of us who buy our gear from... And I presume it doesn't cover stuff like groceries. I mean, 
Oh no, I, I bet it does. Yeah, you think so? Oh yeah. You start taxing food, food, fuel, all the uh, utilities, all those things that you <clears throat> have to purchase. All right, well, not them. To learn more, visit fairtax.org and be sure to like us on social media to help educate your nope. friends. We'll stop there because yeah. they're not giving us any new, crap. new better information. So, no, no it's not going to work. I, I don't think so either. All right. Are you going to do the other one that I... Here's the system that I would say is the most reasonable way to do it. Here it is. <clears throat> the flat you... tax. It's still an income tax, mm-hmm. but it's a simple math problem. <laughs> yeah, 10%. You made this much. You owe us 10% of that. Yep. The end. I'm going to argue. Now, do you know why this will never happen? Uh, Number one, kind of like the other one. The IRS would almost go away. It wouldn't quite uh-huh. go away. Um, number two, uh, accountants would go out of business. <laughs> uh-huh. And number three, and the other big one who lobbies accountants and the software company uh, yeah. funnels because there was a, a government file tax. Basically, the fucking feds already know exactly how much we're making. They were just send us a bill. Um TurboTax and QuickBooks and those people are lobbying. Another thing that I would love to see go away is withholding. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, no, they it's got a scam. A, they got a loan. You got to loan the government your money interest free for all year long, no. man. No, withholding makes you feel like you're not paying taxes. No, you get a refund, man. Yeah. Don't you get it? Okay. You're not loading the government tax. You know, you know what another you're not, word? You're not loaning you, the government you know what another word for refund is money change change i gave you too much give me my change <laughs> oh no no i got in a fight with marty about that on the face pages the other day so go, go my, my fucking refund this stuff i didn't get hardly anything and i was like well then you filled out your your taxes yeah. right you're not loaning the government yeah and an accountant will tell you free money that, uh, that the ideal is actually to come to just break even that would be great yep you're not loaning them free money <clears throat> Interest free. That's so funny. He's like he didn't get it. He he didn't want to hear it. I just I just pay so much. But man. even if the, even if this system had withholding, it would go. Here's how much you made. Ten percent. We're yeah. gonna take that. Yeah. Yep. And get rid of you know. While well, I'm married and I got this many kids and a dog. <laughs> and that's the other part. Uh, there are lobbyist groups that won't let you do that because they are they advocate and they they make money. The back end of all of that deduction. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah, it's they won't let it happen. It's so complicated and ridiculous. They won't let it happen. So just the amount of money that they throw, like TurboTax as a as a software and as a uh, used to be a hardware. Remember, you have to buy the TurboTax. Yeah, just as much money as they make, um, every year just from that that they just. Throw My dad it. still gets the CD-ROM in the mail. You know, here's what's really funny. Something I learned that. TurboTax is the exact same accounting software that they use at the uh, accountant level. It's just line nine. It's 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 a little more, uh, a little less gooey and a little more dossy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep, it's the exact same stuff. Yep, uh, made by the exact same people with the same licenses and the same whatever. And uh, yeah, certified CPAs have to use that too. Have to use it by law in certain states. All right. So taxation, fuck taxes, theft. All right, let's get on to uh, some sports then. (laughs) Now that we're done being pissed off about taxes. Right, our second favorite (laughs) thing in the world is sports. (laughs) Shit. 
Go sports ball. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Thursday, February 20th, finals. Uh, let's see, what do we got going on? Maple Leafs over the Penguins, four to zip. Uh, Sharks lost to the Devils. God damn it. Uh, two to one. Let's see, the Can- Canadians, Canadians, four to three is a final in overtime. Flyers over the Blue Jackets, four to three in overtime. Jets over the Senators, five to one is a final. Coyotes. And the Blues, the Blues took it in the final games, uh, matches, excuse me, still happening right now in power play mode. The Lightning and Golden Knights, Golden Knights are up one. It's two to one. It's in the second. Go Vegas. In the first, go Vegas. We have the uh, the Kings and the Panthers tied in the first. Uh, Kings on power play. What do we got going on tomorrow? Let's see. Friday, tomorrow, Rangers at seven versus the Hurricanes. The Red Wings... Uh, and the Islanders, the Predators, and the Blackhawks are going on at eight thirty. Uh, let's see, nothing. Yeah, let's let's see the Wild from Minnesota. How you bad, oh boy? <laughs> and the Oilers going on around nine. Avalanche and the Ducks are hitting it prime time at ten. So you guys want to catch a hockey game tomorrow? Anybody want to watch a hockey game? We'll be down at the hype checking it out. The Avalanche at ten p.m. tomorrow. All right, let's get some uh, some plays of the week. Or not. Got him. Oh, and then splashed him with ice. Oh, that was his own guy, too. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Give him a shot to the face. Be a good, uh, good place for a snow cone. You should start serving those at the height. Scotch cone. Oh, yeah, scotch cones. It'll be a summertime treat. I think that'll be great. Yeah. I'm going to start serving frosties. Right. Getting drunk with theory is never a good idea. Oh, the deck Saves a goal, reaching back. The heel of a stick stops that puck from crossing the line. Marlamov with a huge stop for the Islanders. As we mentioned, Carolina's had a lot of success in this building the last three years. Got to go back to 2015, the last time the Predators beat him here. Tipped up in the air. What a play by Ryan Johansson. Puck fluttering. Johansson found it and backhanded it in. With a two-hander. What a play. Tenorti just floats it in there. It gets over to Johansson. And he just taps it mid-air with the backhand. And home to Carolina. Now Cairo in front to Bozak. To Steen. To Cairo. Oh, what a save by Deming. On Cairo. Maybe his best save tonight. And that's saying a lot. What a sequence of passing plays that was. Good stop and start there by Jordan Cairo. Keeps it alive. Watch this pass by Steen. Oh, a no-look backhand pass. And everybody in the building thought this was in the net. Look at the knob of the stick of Louis Domingue. Nope. He's pushing to his right. It hits the very end of the knob where the white tape is on the end. Oh, they failed in their first two efforts. 
Yeah. Sit the fuck down, dude. Watch this. Boom. That's so good. Go sit down, dude. <laughs> and you benched. And you benched. You cabbage. Birthday magic from Peter Morozik. Two or three sparkling saves. Oh. Absolutely Copperfield birthday action on Hughes first. And then the net front career, Wayne Simmons. And then Edmondson helps out and clears it. Sensational stuff from Morozik. Great bird rolling up the boards. Tyler Sega is here for it. Mete is back. Sega waits. Backhander scores! What a goal by Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan, a highlight reel game-winning goal to complete the comeback win in overtime. This is just flat-out sick. Tyler Sagan with a lobotomy of both the defender, Mete, and Carey Price. And love me, he says. What a dazzling winner from Tyler Sagan. Cut off there by Jimmy Vesey. Back to the point and a drive by Dolene. Rebound right in front. Anderson kept it out. Oh, what a stop. Frederick Anderson with a brilliant save off Marcus Johansson as the Sabres thought they had the opening goal there. He's back. Frederick Anderson, what a save as he just scrambles back and then has the presence of mind to drag that left foot. Dish for Peon. Wheeler. Front of the net, turn shot. Kyle Connor scores. And this is just a great individual effort from Kyle Connor. Watch him pull it to his forehand, in between his legs, and over the shoulder of Dell. Poor Sharks. All right, we're going to cover a sport that we haven't covered before. Oh yeah, yeah, something fun. Yep. Excellent. Ah. Oh. All right. Doesn't get much more. Gritty than this. Doesn't get much more Colorado than this. But here he is. I guess this is, this is, is like the uh, bull riding version of a World Cup. You so this is uh, the best ride from Team USA. Uh-huh. And, and look the, at Cole. Oh, look at all of Team Eagles. Even Cooper Davis there in the neck brace. Chase Outlaw. Justin McBride. Look at him. They have got such an amazing group I'm right glad, there cheering uh, them on. Oh, man. And I tell you what. There the most part, he is Cole Malone. <laughs> No way, feeling that pressure that his team has come scares the shit out of me when they're just in a... Remember, he won last <laughs> weekend in L.A. at the Staples Center. Where the he picked PBR up... The Iron Cowboy. A smooth $100,000 on the longest format of the season. Cole Malonson made his debut for the year. But that is big. 86 points and Team Eagles is on the board. No doubt. Cooper. And a bull he has been on before. Last season, this bull bucked him off. Teal, come on, Teal. Back. Home state, home country. Go to it. Go. Oh. Ooh, that was close. Get a nut stomp. <laughs> Anytime we see that, we're reminded these are the toughest athletes in the world. Cody Teal on his feet walking out of here. Come on, Texas. Give him a little love. I wonder. Let's see what happened here. Oh, yeah, and the replay. Here it is, Matt. Here comes the shot, and it's not even – it doesn't even look 
as bad as ultimately we see there. You guys obviously have a much better view on that big screen high above us. Yeah, this is going to show it right here. And oh, just yeah. Drills him. But there, oh, yeah. there's a look at Cody Teal now Damn. walking out of the backstage area, watching up to see if he made a qualifying ride. And yep. we'll have to wait. Team Australia's up. Yeah, here we go. Back to put 92 points on the board. This is a guy you want right here. Oh, Let's help him. Good bull. Come on. Consistent jumps wow. and consistent spins. You're going to get Yo! you all eight seconds. <laughs> now, Texas. Look at Team Eagles. Look how fired up they are. <laughs> oh, boy. Red, white, and blue in the house, Texas. Oh, those guys oh. are on a mission. Wow. Watch. Watch the replay. The numbers are in. How about 90 and a quarter points? I have no idea how the point system works. <laughs> you got to stay on. You got to keep the thing going. You got to stay on for eight seconds. Uh, and Jess Lockwood. Delivers uh, on the God. home run. Like Look at JW Hart right consistent. there. Bucks. Look at makes Chase Outlaw. Oh, makes it easier. I mean, they God, are no, fired up. Well, yeah, uh, relatively. That look on his face. <laughs> it's easier than those assholes that to put you know, the girls one. on the electronic bullet the dance club. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Turn it up to ten. Go. Go. Yes. U.S.A. <laughs> look at that. Whoa. That's pretty rad. Justin McBride, a two-time world champion, there to congratulate his two-time world champion team member. Oh, How yeah. much greatness is in this arena uh, all the way like around, their, every uh, single team. Clowns. Absolutely. It is so closely yeah. or the with border the term patrol. great. Lockwood <laughs> yeah, steps it is the border yeah. patrol. Holy Folks, <laughs> we have a new leader wow. here at the Global Cup, 88 and a half. And the boys in the red, America, white, and blue. Fuck yeah. Eagles. Look at Lockwood. He put everything he had. The same wow. of course, sponsored by the Palladium the Hotel red, Group. Uh, shoved their watermark on there. Davis, yeah. Chase <laughs> All day long. Like, nope, we're going to remind you who brought you this. Assistant coaches, there's Cooper <laughs> Davis, so Matt Triplett, everybody on Team Eagles. Super proud of their team tonight, Ooh. rightfully so. Look at that. 81 points, they retake the lead. They're nope. going to get a score, and nice. it should be enough. Matt Triplett found a way, and the Eagles have given themselves the opportunity. Remember... 81. Skip it ahead a little bit. He just makes it look simple. <laughs> you know why they're bucking, right? 
Oh, I don't think it's kind of that thing that like rubs her nuts. They're already testing. Yes, yes, they are. B got this little fucking asshole tied onto your chest, right? They only need 79 and a quarter, but this is going to be a lot more. Tied to your chest, and then they grab your fucking testosterone and cinch him up. Yep. And later they get turned into that's big stuff. I'll tell you, this guy here bears down and lets his guts hang out. Look <laughs> All right. So those of you who don't know, the uh, Rodeo Hall of Fame is just right up the road. It is. Here in Colorado. Right Does that include uh, bull riding? It's all rodeo. Is it? Okay, cool. Nothing called rodeo. <laughs> uh, this was pretty wild. This dude, Luke Richardson... From uh, Great Britain, he's only 21 years old. Uh, he was the youngest powerlifter to total 1,000 kg or 2,204 pounds in the, uh, I guess, 120 plus. Usually, 120. Usually, it's the max when they list a weight class. So I don't know what one. Well, 120 kg is pretty heavy. So I guess it was the heavyweights. Right. Uh, with the European Powerlifting Federation, and uh, now he's moving into strongman. And uh, this is one of his workouts. He repped out <clears throat> 705 pounds for 10 reps with no belt. So, prepare to feel like your balls are going to shoot off and I your did that back's going to break. I did that today. I did that today. I love the accents from that, by the way. Come on, finish! <laughs> finish strong, Lou! <laughs> yep. Damn. Good lord, man. Whew. <clears throat> And I, if I'm not mistaken, he's getting ready to go to uh, one of the qualifying things for the Arnolds. So I imagine we will see him there. Here's hoping. Uh, and that brings us to this week in his story. Right, let's do a little history and get the hell out of Dodge. So this week in his story, uh, February 20th, 1792, the U.S. Postal Service was created. So uh, February 21st, 1940, uh, not nearly quite an up note, 
the Germans began construction of a concentration camp at Auschwitz. Well, more like they made those guys. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. They didn't work. Did they? <clears throat> more like they guarded a bunch of prisoners while they uh-huh. built a camp. Yeah. Um, February 22nd, 1902. I think this is awesome. <laughs> a fist fight. Breaks out in the Senate. Senator Benjamin Tillman suffers a bloody nose for accusing Senator John McLaurin of bias on the Philippine tariff issue. <laughs> I just want to see them go to fucking blows on the next debate. Somebody uh, stick one on Bernie Sanders. Bam! <laughs> right in his beagle and his Kel induction hood. Uh, February 23rd, 1778. Baron von Steuben joins the Continental Army at Valley Forge and uh, actually turns them into an army. Yep. <laughs> he is the father of uh, modern American, well, not modern, uh, American drill. There was no manual for drill until he showed up and he wrote it. It's pretty rad. And didn't speak any English, so... And expected everyone to understand what he was saying. Look, when you got the, the von Steuben <laughs> yelling at you... You're like, I'll fucking do whatever you say. Oh, my God. It's like getting on a Lufthansa flight. Yeah. Sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. You're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, February 24th. That's way zoomed in. Um, <clears throat> 1836. 3,000 plus Mexicans launched an assault on the Alamo. With its 182 Texan defenders. Man, who ordered the concrete? <laughs> Just a normal day at a Home Depot. Uh- <laughs> Fuck it, we st- America stole that, man. That was theirs. Yep. I don't blame them for fucking kicking ass <clears throat> down there. Uh, February 25th, 1836, Samuel Colt patents the first revolving cylinder multi-shot firearm. And the wow. Wild West was born. There's the cult. And finally, now remember this—the biggest, the biggest, biggest, biggest thing about this was the interchangeable parts. Yeah, something broke. You could get just the parts and yep. go fix your gun. Yep, that was the biggest thing. You know, and then we didn't learn that again until years and years and years later. It's like, oh yeah, we forgot about all. Yeah. Um, finally, February 26th, 1924, the, uh, U S steel industry does a study and the fines claim that an eight hour day increases in efficiency and employee relations as opposed to the, uh, 14, 16 yeah. days that were normally instituted. <clears throat> you know what else works? You probably want to be well rested before dealing exactly. with that. It, you less accidents, <clears throat> your head's on straight. Um, you figure it, they figured out how to do day and night shifts. They hired more people because it was easier to do two eight-hour shifts. You know, it was it was better to do that with little breaky poos in between. And uh, that's been this week in his, his story. story in the All end right. of our show. Oh, I forgot at the top. It's kind of one I probably should have mentioned this. We didn't really do much of a how's your week thing. Uh, but Fuck. last night was awesome. Yeah? Yeah. I did, what did you get I did uh, Morty on the Move. Oh, yeah, I saw that. You represented well. 
That was a lot of fun, yeah. as always. So uh, like make sure new, you. I like your new material. Thank you. Yeah, thank it's you. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, we'll bust Zach's chops about blending the room mic with your direct mic. Yes. On the feed. Yes. We'll bust his chops later. Zach. Um, it would have been nice if there were more people. There were only like five people, so the laughs kind of fall a little. No, with knowing that, then. It's, that a, it that seemed like house. it fell a little that was, dead. That was a full house then, knowing what I, you know. Uh, I'm just I saying, was laughing. For, for a comedian, it's better if there's more people there to laugh at your jokes. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, So. You know, but, you know, you're talking to a guy who was in a ninja band for like <laughs> 10 years. By that, I mean, we played shows and nobody saw nobody, us. Nobody saw you? We made records and nobody heard them. <laughs> Put up posters and no one saw them. We were a ninja <clears throat> band. <laughs> but yeah, make sure you check that out on uh, Facebook.com slash Morty's page. Right. And, uh, uh, I think a lot of fun. At some point, we're going to have to take little man tools on the road and do the, you know, we go to do Morty and, and uh, ham it up over there. Yeah. Actually, actually uh, do some of the old, the remodeling stuff and the, um, you know, some of the old fun uh, call-ins and take the advice and, you know, Belittle and badger our guests. <laughs> Great. I feel like that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, you did great. I really like your new stuff. Uh, when are you gonna do another Loonies? Uh, I don't know because they do them on the open mics are on Thursdays. All right. So fuck you, people. We're going to Loonies <laughs> next month. One of these Thursdays. Um, we're also we're also gonna do a couple of live remotes here coming up soon. We also have a couple of crazy guests coming up in the next uh, little while. Um, Craig T from Ask Craig mm-hmm. is going to be coming on. Uh, my good buddy Mark that owns Cogstone Brewery is going to be uh, coming on to do a show, talk to us about his entrepreneurial ship, how he took that place from a an idea in the garage to four four slots in the strip mall now. Like, he is just... I, uh, I recently got an email, and I'm working out the details, but we've also got a uh, competitive eater coming up. Challenge accepted. <laughs> As long as we DoorDash, my fat ass is just DoorDash. No, no, it, it won't uh, be in person. He'll he'll be calling in or whatever. I know, but we'll, I can still DoorDash, right? Yeah, if you want. Okay, okay. Um, we still <laughs> owe Nate. Uh, uh, um, oh, what the fuck was it? Uh, <sighs> Man tools cook off. We gotta oh, start doing yeah. the yeah. We owe, yep. we owe Nate. He wants uh, he wants to go up against uh, Trevor for his lasagna. What was it? Spaghetti. I don't remember now. It was either lasagna or spaghetti. It was one of those uh, French foods. I have I have a secret for spaghetti, so oh, that's what, good it, luck. It was it was spaghetti. Good luck. You know what your secret is? The chef, boy or dee. I saw something really fucking horribly disgusting grocery shopping the other day. Um. One of my good friends took me because the truck's been in the shop, you know. Mm-hmm. She and I went grocery shopping, went to the Costco's and did the things and did the stuff. But it's like, ah, you're going grocery shopping with me because I, I was like, fine, fuck it, I'll carry the groceries. Walking down the aisle, walking down the aisle. You know what I saw at the end of the aisle? Cereal. I saw cereal. Okay. I saw Oreo cereal, which okay. it's not too crazy, right? You don't go, you know. Oreos and milk anyway. I also saw Twinkie cereal. Not sure about that. It did not look right. 
No, it doesn't not, sound right. It did not look right, man. A, a Twinkie shouldn't be crunchy. <laughs> Number one. It, I've n- no one on this planet will ever have a crunchy Twinkie. There are so yeah, well, many preservatives. I mean, unless it's been deep fried, maybe, and has like a Even crust then, on it. The crust is crunchy. Yeah, the Twinkie's, the Twinkie's not. Yeah, yeah, it's still right. not crunchy. <laughs> anyway, so I saw that. That was that was a horribly disgusting thing. Um. And then that whole commute to Denver. Um, uh, yeah, just, that's been it. Uh, they fun, fun. I I, feel, I think they extended my uh, working contract to the end of March up there. So another month of uh, humping the gap. All right. Oh, I was right. You guys rewind this show one year when I said that the shitty. Um, construction on I-25 and that big-ass construction site down there uh, near Fountain and Jetwing, all that crap. Well, whatever, on that, that side of town. I said, they're going to put in an Amazon distribution hub. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy. It's happening. I was right. It was announced this week. I told you they were going to do it. No, no, it's going to New York. No, they fucked New York. And they're putting it here. Yeah, uh, Angela Ocasio Cortez. Cortez made sure that they didn't uh, get more jobs there. Yeah, um, which sucks because we hate you and stop coming here. <laughs> it's gonna be seventy thousand more people, roughly, because of that whole in that whole thing. There's gonna be another influx. Uh-huh. We had sixty last year. We have another seventy. Our infrastructure is not set up for that. Nope. Just drive up Academy at like seven in the morning right now. It's just not set up yeah. for it. So oh oh, and we are getting a huge ass soccer field stadium downtown. Why? With no parking. Why? Because football? I don't know. Apparently there's a huge need for it in Colorado Springs. Because we're woke. Okay. Guess what? Get, get, woke, get woke, go, go broke. broke. That's what's happening. With that, I think we should end it. Yeah, we've uh, we've had our we've had our day. So uh, let's see here. Thank you to all of our sponsors. We love you, love you a lot. Uh, EXO Auto Works, Harmonic Studios, Madrid Maintenance, Morty on the Move. Thank you for watching and or listening. Please check us out on the web at mantoolsmedia.com. Our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTubes, and Twatch. Uh, are also all at Mantools Media. Our Patreon is at patreon.com slash mantoolsmedia. Patronages start at $2 a month. So, hey, you know, quality programming comes at a price. No, I'm saying $2. You did that because of that movie with John Cusack, didn't you? Uh, no. <laughs> Check out our Gumroad. You can get all of our premium content a la carte at gumroad.com slash mantools. And mantoolsmedia.threadless.com for all of our Mantools merch. We love you guys. Come check us out next week. Same man time, same man channel. 7.30 right here at Mantools Standard Time, Colorado. Catch you guys next week. Bye, everybody. A river of douche. Did it.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.